It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Uh, hey, Sophia. Uh, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for your patience. Oh, well, thank you for agreeing to, to have a chat with me. No worries. So oh. uh, we have not crossed paths. We have not. That's so. really interesting. So there's a, another Sarah Willis who's in my network. And oh, wow. She's blonde, I think, uh, purple belt. <laughs> And I'm a purple belt as well. So it's just. Yeah, that's why I was just like, oh, nice to hear from you. How's everything going? <laughs> yeah. I got a doppelganger out there. Yeah, you really do. <laughs> it's uh, crazy how you can meet someone that's just like you. It's, it's, it's crazy. Mm. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. So, um, yeah, um, I just want to, I guess, dive right in. Uh, tell sure. our listeners, uh, tell us, you know, who you are and a little bit of your backstory. Um, okay. Uh, well, my name is Sophia McDermott and um, I think a lot of people know me as being the first uh, female from Australia to receive a black belt. Um, so that's pretty cool. I uh, did my time competing too. Back in the day, I don't compete anymore, but um, did some good stuff there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my my focus really now is just um, really building up women in the community uh, and giving back. And I think that uh, being that competitor can be really selfish. It's you've just got to have that hyper-focused eye of the tiger and I get it. Um, I was that as a gymnast. I was that as a jiu-jitsu competitor. But for me, it didn't sit well. It just didn't feel right. Um, and and then I found my place as just really building up things or being available, mama bear, whatever, for women in jiu-jitsu. So that's where I'm at now and that's what feels right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... About to say, because I know you are just, I think you have the most irons in the fire I've seen as far as being involved uh, with teaching and leading women in jujitsu from camps to the online program with Lethal Ladies uh, to just the on the ground in the gym training people too. So how on earth do you, oh, and on top of all of that, you also do fitness training and stuff. How do you keep all that going? (laughs) Oh, I know. I don't really stop. Well, I do, but I work at a really intense pace and I block things. I do things in blocks um, so that I can actually have some downtime or get adequate sleep. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, added to this is that I'm a single mom. Oh, wow. So I have two beautiful girls and, you know, I'm raising these girls as a single mom and, my whole family is on the other side of the world. Mm. So it's really just me. Um, but you, yeah, you, you just, you create systems and you make it work. So I have got things very much scheduled. Right. So, um, but I, I love it. I, I love the fitness side of things and I'm planning on really growing that, but right now my focus is the, the jujitsu. And yes, I, I have the online community, and then in-person events, lifestyle camps, seminars, and and uh, stuff like that. So, yeah, it does keep me busy. 
For sure. For sure. I know uh, last weekend, wasn't it? You had a retreat in Las Vegas, I believe it was. I did. Yes. Boy, it was fabulous. Um, what an incredible, cohesive group of women. So um, I'm a big believer in what you put out is what you get back. Vibes, you know, like like attracts like law of attraction. So for quite a long time, I've just been putting out this vibe of community, building each other up. Um, and I, I have zero tolerance. I mean, zero tolerance to bitchiness, cattiness, competitiveness between women, like when it's off the mat, like I will Mm -hmm. not tolerate it. And I think because I emanate that vibe and I'm cultivating, working hard on cultivating that idea or culture, the women come to me who vibrate on that same level. So these retreats are so good because of that. So all the right women come and then it's acceptance and support and love and it's amazing. And it's these camps aren't good because it's me. These camps are good because it's the ladies, right? Mm -hmm. I just Mm -hmm. have to provide the activities and (laughs) you know what I mean? But it's, it's them. And so they recharge me as well. It's, I need it as much as they do. Now, really, I, I think you just pointed out something that, um, you know, I've had Shama, uh, Ms. Shama on the show from yes. Girls and Geese yes. and talking about putting again uh, those big events. Um, but I think you just hit something that just really can make or break an event. It's the people who come, you know, it's if there is that, you know, bitchiness, cattiness, you know, off the mat, on the mat, certainly. I mean, that can taint a whole event, a whole experience. It really can. And, you know, while you're saying this, the phrase going through my head right now is one rotten egg can spoil the batch. Mm. And, uh, you know, look, nothing can be perfect all the time. Right. But I think, I think the thing is what us women need to be so mindful of is creating a supportive culture. And if there is that um, uh, that competitive, catty, insecure, bitchy person, and I should say it the other way around, all of that is because of insecurity, right? All right. of it. Um, the more we work to just uplift and support, that will dissipate. Does that make sense? And it might take mm-hmm. a bit of time, but that's what we're doing. And the, the they'll either be complete loners or they'll change because they realize there is the love and support around them. Mm-hmm. But I, I've studied this. I'm intrigued by this idea. Um, I'm very interested in the battle of the sexes in a way of um, psychology and behavior mm-hmm. um, in the workforce and in training because it's actually the same thing. Like what happens for like a woman working her way up to, to be a CEO in, in business is pretty much the same as what happens in jujitsu. It's a linear hierarchy, okay? You work your way to get to the top. Let's look at the belts. It's the same linear system, right? In this linear patriarchal model that we are living in, unfortunately, (laughs) women have had to try and make it work, but it's not our default setting. It's not how we thrive. We thrive in a collective We are circular. There is no start. There is no end. And it's one reason why in all my seminars, all my events that I teach all the time, we always make a circle. Mm. No one at the top. There's no one at the bottom. And so this is how we thrive. And for uh, older times, the women in the village raising babies, just this is how this is how we work best. So because we're stuck in this linear hierarchy, um, women feel like they need to like work their way up. And if it means chopping other women down, pushing mm. them down, um, you know, all of that stuff, they'll do it as long as they can have a place that they're somebody, that they're important, they're acknowledged, mm-hmm. right? Because no one wants to be the bottom feeder <laughs> the bottom and you know we see that in society but that's also that that white belt beginner that no one wants to roll with because they're a spaz you know what I mean like 
so so this is this is what women do to try and find a place and so where I come in is you have a place so this is my this might be the way the world works but in my world this is how the world works and it's all inclusive you're always accepted you do not have to fight your way to get some kind of recognition and I do not care what you have around your waist. I do not care where you're from. I do not care about any of that. If you want to be a part of this, then you're always welcome. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's such a, a healthy and just jujitsu. Yes. Very healthy for jujitsu, but in, in life, that perspective is so much healthier than that. Like you're talking about that, trying to do whatever it takes to, and you know, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And it is destructive. I mean, let's look at corporate world or these massive, massive companies where they'll just, I don't know, they don't care. They'll just do whatever it takes to get uh, more money and mm-hmm. you know, more. And that's, it's not a way where people can thrive collectively. Mm-hmm. Right. So don't get me wrong. I'm all about hard work and achievement right? You know, Mm -hmm. you've earned that black belt, you've earned that black belt, but with like within that of achievement and hard work, we need to have like that bigger scope of just general support and for the men Mm -hmm. and women, like, you know, so Mm -hmm. I think things are shifting. I think that, um, okay, I'm talking hippie because I'm a huge hippie. It's all right. The feminine energy is coming in more and it's been coming in for like the last five years where mm-hmm. feminine is being acknowledged. So mm-hmm. right before that, if you look at language, anything feminine was considered like it was a insult or a downgrade or oh, don't be soft. You're crying like mm-hmm. a girl. You're running like a girl. You're a sissy. You're, you're, you know what I mean? I do. Yes. Like, I'm assessing the language and how people speak. I'm like, Wow. Everything that's considered weakness is feminine and everything that's considered strength is masculine. But things are actually changing now. Like even language is starting to change. So there's this acceptance now of feminine and strength being Mm -hmm. linked in the same sentence and being together, right? So it's happening. It's the shift is happening. It's happening and slowly but surely, I think, you know, I think part of it, too, um, it's just we're recognizing that, you know, especially don't don't cry when you said that that's always a a flag for me is that now there's conversations about emotions, mental health, getting support. That's no longer weak. And so that whole side of people, both male and female, it's like, oh, emotions can be a strength. They don't have to be crazy woman over there. Right. There we go. Uh, yes, that's exactly it. And so, yes, it, we are getting in touch with our emotions and we are seeing the importance of all of this and, and looking at it for living in a healthy way rather than, or you're, you're being all girly, you know, it's, that's not, that's not the idea anymore, is it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, very cool. Yeah. So, um, I know you have two little girls. Mm-hmm. Um, how is, how, Again, that's a whole other level to your life, right? And uh, how do you try or how do you uh, try to instill that confidence and that camaraderie with your girls and how you raise them? And are they in jujitsu? You know, all those sorts of wonderful things. Yeah. Oh, I love this uh, question. Um, So I firmly believe that your actions speak the loudest. So Mm -hmm. you can be a parent, you can say, do this, do this. If you want to be successful, do this. But at the end of the day, what they see is how you live your life on a daily basis and use that as an example. So, right, I do say stuff and I end up lecturing my girls about the ways of the world, kind of like what I've just done now, (laughs) share with them (laughs) concepts that, you know, People in their 20s would just be like, what? <laughs> I've always spoken to my kids like they're adults. <laughs> I don't know. It's just hilarious. Actually, the other day I walked in and they were mucking around just being, Ugh. and I'm like, girls, your behavior is just so childish. <laughs> and then one of them turns and looks at me. She goes, but mommy, I am a child. And I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> 
Oh, goodness. <laughs> ah, so, um, but yes, yeah, so I live my life in, in, I've worked hard to really live it in the most empowered state possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully they see that. So they see mummy busy and working. They see that I have my own life. Um, it was very important to me when uh, raising children that they saw that I was my own person with my own needs and my own visions and goals. I think mm-hmm. kids who uh, grow up with a mother or a, a main parent figure that has no identity, that's not healthy. So, you know, mothers who just drop everything and give everything for the kids that the child doesn't really learn boundaries or Mm. then even to develop their own direction because they haven't seen that in the parent. Does that make sense? So Mm -hmm. I'm very much me and mummy's the boss, but I have very focused time with them. So when I'm done with my work, it's absolutely hundred percent focused attention with them. Mm -hmm. And you know, they train, they, they do jujitsu. One loves it. One's like, oh, drag. she ends up just doing snow angels in the corner. <laughs> well, she did a gi. We're good. Um, but uh, really having that healthy lifestyle with the food and nutrition as well. Like my kids would jump at eating broccoli. It's like, yeah. And I pack their lunches every morning for school. And they have a hard-boiled egg and like a salad sandwich and fruit and their treat is a granola bar. And it's funny because these other kids at this school look on, not with, it's so healthy. It's like, with, I'll switch my my chips for your hard-boiled egg. Like, Oh, wow. Yeah, they want the healthy stuff too. So, but you know, that takes time and planning and that's something that I'm absolutely Mm -hmm. willing to do for the well-being of my kids, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just, I really encourage them as daughters to speak up. So mm-hmm. like speak up, don't hold back. Uh, like being that people pleaser, that's not, yeah. My kids were speaking up if there's an issue and, um, you know, not being rude and obnoxious, but right. Yeah. It's really mm-hmm. important just having need, their needs met and doing it from a young age. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good um, outlook is that, you know, you want them to know what their needs are uh, and have the ability to say something. Right. You know, like that makes me uncomfortable or I like this. I want that. And um, I think parenting and you know, I'm, I'm a teacher. So a lot of what I right. do is on, I, I'm not a mother yet, but um so much of trying to teach something is in what you do, you know, not just the words you say. And so, you know, it's the expression monkey see monkey do. Right. Right. And so that that's the most powerful teaching tool. And I guess parenting tool as well is what do you want your children to be strong, you know, emotionally or physically? Well, show them that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, do you want them to be compassionate? Well, show them that, you know, show how you interact with others. So I think that's just brilliant insight on your part. Oh, thank you. But yes, it's how hypocritical as a teacher and a parent would it be to say something and do the complete opposite or live your life in a different way. And I think that really goes on par with being um, a, like a fairly seasoned black belt in this Mm -hmm. arena too. Um, there's a certain level of responsibility and I realise that things I say and do really have quite an impression and I need to do everything with integrity. So if I'm going to be saying something or saying you need to do this, try this, like I need to be walking that walk too. So a big motto of mine is don't just talk the talk, walk the walk, right? And um so I, I just live my life with that knowledge of, yeah, I'm absolutely authentic. <laughs> uh, and I, I really feel that people feel that. They, they feel the phonies and the fakes. And it's anything from like <clears throat> you go to teach class and you see the phonies and fakes where they're like, all right, do this, blah, blah, blah. And then they finish teaching and then they just sit in the corner and get on their phone. <laughs> Clearly, mm-hmm. as an instructor, they do not care about the students. They don't care about the class they're teaching. They don't care about um, actually improving the students, right? 
And because of this shift that we're in, like the vibes, people pick up on those vibes. You can't fake it anymore. Oh, yeah. And Mm-mm. so if you if you go and teach or you have some a gym or a club or whatever it is you're doing and you're all about the money and you're not you don't care about the well-being of the students, they feel that. And guess what? The door's right there. So. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I teach teenagers. So, oh goodness, they will pick that up on a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so it's, I mean, oh gosh, the vibe is, is everything. You're exactly right. Your intentions, they will, um, I joke with my students and I joke, everyone in my life knows I cannot hide an emotion. I can't hide what I'm thinking. And, uh, in a way my kids love that because they said, we never have to wonder what's going on. Willis. I said, yep, you know. <laughs> that is so great. Yeah. And it, it is interesting because I remember 10 years ago, we we couldn't have had a conversation about vibes and energy and emotions. Like stuff's really shifted. And mm-hmm. I, I remember working my way up in jujitsu and there were black belt men, not a lot of women, but black belt men mm-hmm. that the, the jujitsu world idolized because they were killer competitors and they'd won a bunch of stuff. So I remember these guys doing seminars and opening gyms and this, this worshiping, this idol thing going on. Mm-hmm. And because I've always been able to feel vibes, like I'm a hardcore empath. Like I feel mm-hmm. everything the moment I walk into a room, like I can't go to Walmart or DMV mm-hmm. or a hospital. Like I, I actually just can't go there. Well, DMV is just a soul second place. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So, but it's, do you know what I mean? Like, so you said soul sucking, so you feel it right away. So I mm-hmm. I was born like that. I've just, I'm always like that. I feel, pick up things. And so, and so I already had a feeling, right? But then stuff starts coming on where it's like there's an abuse of power with these these black belt guys mm-hmm. um, because they're in this situation where people are automatically idolizing them because of what they've won, not about who they are. And mm-hmm. so and so there's like now things are different. That happened then. So now it's actually about who you are. Does that make sense? So, mm-hmm. yes, you can be a multiple-time world champion. Yes, you can have won a whole bunch of stuff. You can be a, just an exceptional athlete. But if you are a douchebag of a person and your vibes aren't right when you're teaching or you open a gym and you only care about the money, guess what? you will not be a successful business person or a practitioner. You will not have the business. You will not be asked back to teach or at mm-hmm. that, those gyms or whatever it is. So that shift is something that I absolutely love because it's now dissipating that whole vibe of in the earlier days so much um, that black belt abuse, I'd say. <laughs> really, there was. There was an abuse of power and, mm-hmm. yeah, and now it's shifting it's not tolerated Mm -hmm. and I think part of it too in the earlier days perhaps you know maybe it was that jujitsu wasn't as popular as it seems that it is now so Mm -hmm. students you know because you know schools it is a business you know there's now more in the marketplace so if they don't like you know the instructor uh, the instruction, the instructor, the vibe at this particular school. Well, there chances are there's another one not too far away they could go to instead that may be checking off all those boxes too. Totally. There's more options. Mm-hmm. But interestingly enough, because of this black belt idling worship and I'm this person, so I demand respect. Thing, and it's still going on, but it's less, right? Um, there, there's this loyalty, like undivided loyalty, mm. and and that's part of my pet peeve. So you you just said, well, you know, business. There's more businesses opening, businesses. So I actually have these chats with my ladies, and I'm like, look this is not working for you. This is not working for you. He's done this, this, and this, and this. Okay. This is the dodgy coach, right? 
Mm-hmm. I said, what you're forgetting, you're all tied up and caught up in loyalty because that's the way he set it up because of his desire for power and control. What you're forgetting is that this is a business and you are a paying customer. And if you are not happy with the service, you can go somewhere else. This is America, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're a place where you have the amazing freedom to go and choose this sort of stuff. America's in. So do not forget that. And so that's part of this indoctrination, this, this worshipping, this loyal, automated loyalty stuff where it's like if, if you're going to leave that gym, it, it's, you're riddled with guilt and doubt and, you, you know, you call that traitor and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And so this is a lot of things that I deal with and a lot of stuff that comes my way, unfortunately, because in the early days, a culture was set where you could just, you know, win some tournaments and then open a gym or or whatever. There was mm-hmm. the opportunity for the abuse. I just I'll just label abuse, really, but it's just control and all sorts of stuff. And so now uh because of that underlying stuff, women in my circle are subjected to that. And, and that's where I come in with my Mm -hmm. community and my seminars and women's workshops. Mm -hmm. It's building exposure and knowing that they do have options. And if stuff's not working for them with their male instructor, because it's a toxic controlling Mm -hmm. environment, then they can go online or they can shift gyms or it's like, let's not make it such a big deal because because they do have choices and that's where I come in and just help ease it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Which is a great way uh, for me to kind of transition into asking about lethal ladies. I know one of my friends, um, she's... I'm in Mississippi and there's a lot of small towns. And so we can't just a lot of times up and move a gym. And sometimes, uh, you know, you may be the highest, you know, ranking female there and you need a female to be teaching you. And so that's where your program for my friend has come in and she just loves it and has been uh, one of your lethal ladies for quite some time. So. um, Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, So I started lethal ladies. Well, actually it was a, it was called something else, but it's been sort of changed and it's grown. And so, but uh, basically a women's only online community group. And I started it back in 2020 when uh, the pandemic hit and all gyms shut down. I was running the program, the jiu-jitsu program at the UFC where I where I live. So that was really great. I did that for about four years. And that was interesting because when I just quickly, I'm deviating, but oh, that's fine. I got the position to teach there. There were a lot of like knuckleheads and the nogi guys that just wanted to smash it out and do MMA. And so I'm like, all right, guys, let's put on a gi. We're going to learn some techniques. And they're just like, what's this? We just want to like ground and pound. I'm like, okay. And it was just interesting because what happened over that time was some of them like oh okay I actually see that like these techniques are really helpful so they put on the gi and then they just fit right in and then some of the other guys left they're like "Mm, this is not for me but you know how like attracts like and right vibes so Mm -hmm. I created this culture that was very technical based and very supportive Um, in the end there were as many women attending as men it was 50 50 And all the men were just so supportive of me as a coach and of the other women who trained. So the culture can be created. It's just where we decide to head the the culture, right? So Mm -hmm. this is why we need more women in leadership positions, which essentially Mm -hmm. is why I'm doing what I'm doing. But, okay, so deviating for those listening to this or jumping around. Um, Lethal ladies. So then – so. UFC shut down and then uh, I started online. So what was happening was that people were doing like underground training. I'm guilty of that, yeah. Yeah, well, we all need our jujitsu fix, right? We do. But what was coming my way to a concerning level was that because it was unregulated, undercover, which created these tight niches, the garage training or underground training um, created a bro fest. 
It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. A nature trail is more than a path. It's a place for laughter, self-reflection, and a breath of fresh air. All Trails Plus helps you plan your next hike so you can relax and enjoy the journey. Discover new trails near you with the distance away feature and get immersive trail previews and offline maps so you can take those exciting first steps with confidence. Get outside today with three free months of All Trails Plus. Just use code PODCAST23 at alltrails.com slash podcast. That's three months free at alltrails.com slash podcast with code PODCAST23. Now, the pro-fest isn't particularly welcoming to women. Generally speaking, don't get me wrong, there were uh, plenty of places that provided supportive training for women and just kept on going with that great vibe, okay? But, But where there was acceptance for women to train in gyms, for example, when everything shut down and the um, underground training started, it may have shifted where, where there were mostly guys and maybe one girl and it wasn't so accepted for women. So horrible stories started coming my way. And I'm like, Oh God. I mean, you just use your imagination, right? So I'm like, we got to do something. So I started an online thing and it was a safe space for women to train. Basically they were training in the comfort of their own home or in their office space or gym or wherever it was. Um, not yeah, they're safe and they could still learn. So they were guided by me as a female instructor and we drilled and workshopped and practiced stuff on our Barry. <laughs> Barry's um, a custom made uh, stuffed training dummy and he's freaking awesome <laughs> the, it's funny because uh a lot of the ladies in my community they have pets and barry just draws the pets in like I've oh yes they've sent me of like you know the gorgeous puppy coming in and just dropping the ball at barry's feet who's sitting in the chair and because you know the puppy wants to play fetch <laughs> <laughs> Yes, crawling up and sitting on Barry's lap. It's so great. COVID was an odd time for the life of a house pet. It really was. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's like, oh, why are are we surrounded by people the whole time now? (laughs) Um, But, yeah, look, 2020 was an interesting year for so many of us, but um, a chance to reset our lives, actually. So, um, Uh, yeah, so it started off going back to Lethal Ladies as this safe place to train. And I was also just doing a lot of workouts. Um, so, and this was just me doing, I wasn't charging for the workouts. It was just come join me. You want to break a sweat? Let's work out together. And this was uh, almost every day I was meeting people to do workouts. And what I realized is was people needed structure. Because everything just went, oh, my, like, you didn't need to clock in for work. There was no jujitsu class to go to, school drop-offs, and, like, didn't exist anymore. So mm-hmm. people were craving structure. And so as the, as the time went on and the pandemics really sort of settled down, uh, I still realised that what people wanted was structure, guidance in a loving way, right? Um, And just uh, like informative instruction. So that's why my business has kept going, even though people have gone back to their gyms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it's, it's a wonderful program. I think it hits so many needs in the community of, of jujitsu uh, for, especially for females um, just because, you know, again, you know, there may not be uh, a very large amount of females for a woman to learn from. There may not be a senior level female instructor. And, you know, I love my coach. He's great. And he does his best to, when he rolls with me, I'm trying to roll like, you know, I'm a 135 pound woman, but he's not. And so the things that, oh, he can easily sit up, push me off or something like that. I'm probably not going to be able to do that. And so I feel like your program really 
gives that those keen insights into what's going to actually work. What do we need to really be doing as a woman in this position? You're spot on, Sarah. That's exactly it. So this is a program. Uh, firstly, it's a community group that anyone can join. And it's all mm-hmm. like-minded women. Like I said, the culture is essential. So every woman in this platform is just an incredible soul. I'm so grateful. Um, so there's that. And we can chat about things between us women that happen uh, on the mat or just the culture or in the community, which, and so that's, if we don't feel comfortable bringing stuff up with a male instructor or, or chatting to the guys in the gym about this, this is where we can do that. Mm-hmm. So there's the stuff that happens on the mat, but not necessarily mid roll or whatever. Right. So that's an important part. Jiu-jitsu lifestyle. But then the other part is a technical aspect. And I don't just go, all right, we're going to, we're going to learn uh, Kimura and Americanas from here. Okay. So I'm just, I've just uh, put out a really simple example. What I do is be like, okay, well, he's like this and he's super strong. And there's no way that you're going to be able to move his arm because he's strengthening it out. So let's look at transitions where he maybe rolls onto his side and gives up his other arm so you can do another submission from there instead without forcing it. Or if he goes flat and he's back to defend, then you have the Kimura. Do do you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. what I look at is scenarios and situations that come up specifically for women repeatedly that Mm -hmm. aren't necessarily addressed in a co-ed gym because it's not happening to the guys and ways that we can work on getting submissions uh, or sweeps or uh, working escapes that, that are within the situation that we are constantly faced as women on the mat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's the membership, right. And they can join me for the live classes, but there's also courses and the courses that I've been filming and releasing uh, slowly as we go are freaking awesome because they're not just your usual instructionals. They're Mm -hmm. out of role with men, things that Mm -hmm. you need to know before you step on the mat. Um, transitions and movement like so that you're not muscling submissions mm-hmm. right escapes using your legs rather than pushing with your arms like so it's very very specific stuff mm-hmm. and it's very uh I, w- I w- would like to say very applicable um not only just for when you're rolling with a guy but sometimes I'm rolling with some girls that are way outside my weight class and it applies to that as well Yes. And, um, you know, these women that have great um, pressure and they're strong, um, Mm -hmm. boy, they're hard to deal with. Right. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, so, you know, regardless, we need, we need proper framing, making sure that we don't get hurt. Right. If you're sitting at 120, 130 pounds, this is absolutely a priority, our safety. So proper framing, regardless, if you're training with a killer woman or heavy man, but the role is different anyway. Like I find if you're rolling with a man who's not using his weight on you, uh, like a big guy, right. And then you're rolling with a woman who is half the size, let's say, but putting all her weight on you, it's still a completely different experience. Yeah. It's yeah. So my advice is for all women for their learning, is to seek out as many women as you can to just get some training in. And if there's not many women at your gym, then do these uh, Girls in Geese events with Shama or women's only seminars that some of us ladies are putting on. I'm heading out to California soon and then Blue Springs and then, I don't know. <laughs> I just got back from uh, Caribbean and Bahamas. So it was pretty freaking amazing teaching, oh, goodness. teaching jiu-jitsu and self-defense on a cruise. Um, so, but that's awesome. It's incredible actually, but seek out women training partners and then women specific techniques and other women, um, in a, in your community. Cause that's, what's really going to help you thrive in jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. For sure. I know, um, it's, it's really just a blessing. And I know that there's been the, in the history of jujitsu, you know, it's been a hard fought battle for women to, 
get to prominence, to get those black belts, to get uh, into leadership positions. And so I know that my kind of upcoming class, so to speak, we're the recipients and the beneficiaries of all that wonderful uh, hard work that you've put in. Um, And it's just, I'm very, very grateful for that, for sure. Oh, thank you. You know, um, the word that often is said to me, I don't say it, but it's said is that I'm a pioneer in jujitsu. Now there's ladies who started before me and got their black belts before me and all that stuff too. So hats off to them. You know, they helped pave the way for me, but I think the decision that I've um, consciously made is to actually break barriers on every aspect And that's why I brought up at the start, you know, the analogy also of business and being that CEO. So I was the athlete and I broke those barriers to become Australia's first female black belt. And boy, the crap that I got getting there or when I first started was pretty huge. The highest ranking female at that time was a blue belt. And there were only about three black belts in the, in the whole country male. Um, Uh, so just to be a black female black belt at the time was just completely ludicrous. And I remember people laughing at me and thinking it was just crazy. So I made a declaration. I'm going to be the first Australian female. And everyone laughed. I'm like, this is what I thought in my head. I thought, F you guys. And so for a few years, it was like, just wait, just, you see, I'm going to do this. But Mm -hmm. then as I was doing my own inner work, right. Mm -hmm. The shift change couldn't give a shit about anyone else. This was all about me. And, and that actually, once it's internal, not external, it's Mm -hmm. so much better. Anything you do in life, really, it has to come from within rather than trying to get validation or approval or something. Mm -hmm. So, so then in the end, it was just my journey, but so I, I broke that barrier. Right. But then after competing and stuff, had my own uh, things to be world champion, Nogi world champion, Pan Am champion, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, okay, cool. I'm done. I now am moving on to the next step. I'm at a place where I need to be, to be recognized, to actually really do the work that I want to do, that I feel like, I know this sounds a bit woo-woo, but put on this planet to do. Mm. So um, I started teaching and at first it was, I was asked to teach women's workshops, small women's workshops, but then it expanded very, very quickly, bigger seminars. And then the men, well, why can't I come? I want to see what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. So, (laughs) so then it turned into me going to places and teaching big seminars for men and women like I would teach two, one, and I was like, look, we need to have women's only still. So there was co-ed and there was women. And that to this day for the last probably 10 years, this is what I've been doing. And I'm so grateful for those amazing, progressive, open-minded men that want to learn from a women too, because these guys are helping with that shift. Right. So thank Mm -hmm. you guys. So, (laughs) um, but so, so then there was a shift to being a, like a head professor, a teacher, right? A respected mm-hmm. teacher that people bring out or that run um, events and retreats and workshops and whatever. Okay, cool. And that's paving the way for other women to be in the front leading and teaching as well. So then there's a next step and that's being a businesswoman. And that's where I'm at now. Okay. So mm-hmm. I'm here to just show that you can be a successful businesswoman in this sport if that's what you want, whether it's owning a gym, whether it's running an online business, whether it's running events, whatever it is. Like this is your livelihood. This is your income. This is what puts food on the table. You can do it. This job isn't just for the men. It's for the women too. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's this phase that I'm in. So I'm on my way. I've got my my list of my like fancy white Porsche Panamera Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I'm joking. Well, sort of, not really. But, <laughs> <laughs> but why not? You know, there's this stigma with money. And so mm-hmm. like ultimately why not become 
wealthy or well-to-do or whatever so that you can support your kids through college. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, doing something that you love that uplifts and helps others too. Mm-hmm. That I think is the ultimate. I mean, making oh, money awesome. by doing something you hate, that doesn't make sense. And mm-hmm. then doing something you absolutely love that helps people, but you're, you're broke the entire time. That doesn't make sense either. So I'm just trying to figure that this is my step now that I'm trying to figure out. Hopefully I'll we'll have sorted it out or not. I don't know. Maybe in a few years time, if you see me driving that Porsche, we'll have the answer. <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> yeah, we'll just see. But I can, I can try. Febreze is a proud partner of Can't Cancel Pride. However you choose to express yourself, Febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way. Have an amazing pride from Febreze. Yes, yes. I mean, and that's, I mean, but that's so true though. I mean, you know, if you do something that you love, it's, you know, you never really work a day in your life, they say. And it is, and it's true. Um, You know, it's, and if you're able to do something that you're very passionate about and that it does help others, you know, that could be anything from healthcare, right. To, you know, teaching, which is what I do. Right. Yes. Um, you know, definitely different pay scales there, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where you have to find fulfillment and meaning in your work. And if you can make a you know good living doing that, that's, that's what everybody's I hope chasing. Well, I do too. That really is the ultimate. And so, you know, I make fun of the Porsche, but because there is a stigma around money and Mm -hmm. there's a stigma around money and helping people or money and doing like good work. Mm -hmm. And so like, why can't it be both? Right. So I I know a few people in my circle or uh, I've read about it or whatever, where there's these amazing healers and helpers and they're just so giving and they give, 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 but they're themselves. They've got nothing and they're struggling Mm -hmm. for just to put food on the table. That doesn't make sense. Like who's going to give to these people? Mm -hmm. Who's giving to them? Right. Mm -hmm. And so there needs to be a bit of that balance. And if, if you can, set things up in your world to have a career where it's super fulfilling to you. Um, and, and it's financially, I don't know, there's a word there. Good. Um, Mm -hmm. then, then that's the ultimate. So that's the other part of what I'm doing in jujitsu is that if, if you're a black belt woman and you're going to teach a seminar and this is stuff's come my way, Oh, well, Sophia, I, I haven't taught a lot, but I've been asked to teach and I just didn't know him how much to charge. I'm like, girl, how long did it take for you to get your black belt? Mm, 10 years. Okay. Well, I'm assuming you have a, like a pretty deep chunk of knowledge there and hard yards you put in and well, yeah. I said, well, so why are you undercharging? Why are you devaluing yourself? Why aren't you, you know, putting it out there, your true worth? Do you know what I mean? So they would set fees um, for like $200 for a four-hour clinic or something. I'm like, oh, my God, it's just no, no, know your worth. So that's the other mm-hmm. thing. Know your worth from a business perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've done the hard yards. Do not debase yourself and undervalue yourself. So mm-hmm. that all ties into business and, and wealth and giving back. So, Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's certainly it, it's travel involved too. Right. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, especially nowadays, it's expensive to get from point A to point B. Yeah. So, well, yes. And you know, this is the thing like, okay, let's say a guy is asked to do a super fight or he's asked to teach a seminar. Mm-hmm. He will unwaveringly state his price because he knows his worth. And this is the other thing. My, men are more likely to overstate a little bit, right? In business too, they they it's the same thing. That's why I'm always likening jujitsu to business. It's just it's the same mm-hmm. thing. So, so let's say it's a thousand dollars for them to do a super fight, but the guy will go, oh yeah, um, my fee's twelve hundred dollars, and he'll just do it like that. And frig, I think it's awesome because like. <laughs> Wow, the confidence, you know, like just put a bit more out there and see what you get back. Cool. The women, oh, I'd like you to do a super fight. 
Um, what's your fee? Um, mm, well, I, I've got this, and but then I know I have to travel, and that's, and then I've got to find a babysitter, and um, that's going to cost me money. And then, um, mm, well, could you do it for three <laughs> hundred? Yeah. This this is this is the reality of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I find sometimes I end up doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Fear. Oh, what do I just do? <laughs> Us women, we need to know our worth as a jiu-jitsu competitor practitioner, as an instructor, leader, professor. Mm-hmm. We need to know our worth and we need to lean in and we need to state it with confidence right? Because Mm -hmm. we keep reeling back and devaluing ourselves. We won't get anywhere personally, but also we won't get anywhere collectively as women. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've been living in this world where it's been male dominated or male honored. It's a patriarchal world where women have been debased for so long, but I'm not going to blame the men entirely for this. Mm-hmm. Women need to fully stand up and just own it and be it. No, this is my worth. This is this is it. This, yeah, mm-hmm. right, because we don't stand up for ourselves collectively enough and we don't speak up enough. Mm-hmm. And I think there's sometimes we're afraid to be, you know, I don't want to say afraid to be confident, but we're a little timid around that word because, well, I don't want to come off as being, you know, arrogant. You know, I don't want to offend somebody, you know, because I don't know, they may be going through, you know, we take way too much into account <laughs> where it's like, no, you know, two plus two is four. Just state it confidently. That's you exactly know. it. And it's ingrained in us because women are, are natural nurturers, all right? We are hardwired to always be thinking about other people and the situation collectively because of the safety of our offspring, basically. That's how it works. Whereas guys are biologically wired for that single eye of the tiger, single-minded focus for like more hunting kind mm-hmm. of. If we want to get real basics and everyone who's part of this whole everything's equal and exactly the same well they'll probably hate what I'm saying right now but it's not biological we are wired differently mm-hmm. and and so what women have to do when we're in this patriarchal system of jujitsu and of business is we need to actually shut that down and go no this is me this is my worth this is what I want um yep my fee is this, or the other example that comes my way all the time. Hey, do you want to roll? No. That's it. No apology, no justification. So you see that guy is, he's, you know, you're just feeling that spidey senses from him. It's not so great. And he's like, do you want to roll? And then the woman's like, Oh, well, um, yeah. And then she gets hurt. Yeah. Right. And you know, I, in my time of training, I see the women accepting these roles and being like this, and then I'll ask guys to roll, and and they'll be like, "Nah." I'm like, "Oh, <clears throat> okay." It's just mm-hmm. that's it. There's no apology. There's no justification. So mm-hmm. yeah, we just we need to shut that nurturing side of us down a little bit in the because of the world and the setup that we're in. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think that kind of. Spidey sense that's just making me think of something I saw in the news not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that girl who was working out. Uh, did you see this video? She was working out, and there's a guy knocking on the apartment complex gym door. Okay. And she let him in. Mm-hmm. And he, I don't know if he was homeless or, or what the story was there, but he started trying to attack her. And um, so she fought him off and he eventually ran away. And wow. uh, that just makes me think, like, did she have a spidey, you know, like in the little interview, yeah. it didn't say that she had yeah. a spidey sense, but, you know, well, oh, yeah. Yeah. In the, like in any sort of news report or interview, I doubt they would have added that cause it's still a little bit woo-woo. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're getting there. But uh, women are born, I believe, all women all men are too, but women, it's more pronounced. We're all born with this intuition. It's a sixth sense. It's not explainable. That's a problem. And that's why 
people tend to shut it down. And I believe it is a a built-in GPS slash survival mechanism for women. And I think we all have it, but as little girls, it might be shut down in our childhood because it's patriarchal mm-hmm. we're living in. Um, but we should, that's, that's our guide. I'm sure she did. Absolutely mm-hmm. sure she had that spidey sense, but she ignored it. Oh, it's going to mm-hmm. be okay. So just so you guys know, I mean, I can take care of myself, right? And because I trained a lot. Even with my training, I still live my days, days in, days out with the most insane level of awareness and uh, just we call them backup plans, but I let's say it's late at night or whatever and there's waiting for the elevator. I'll let the guy go. I won't step in the elevator with him, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I just, I just won't. And it, I might look silly. I might feel a bit dumb at the time or just other situations where I might cross the road and I feel it. So I'm just going to cross the road and, then, you know, I might, nothing happens, but I might, and he might, oh, this girl's a bit crazy. Why does she just do I mean, I don't really care because, Mm-hmm. My own safety is the most important, and we all need to be living by that code, just putting mm-hmm. our safety first and just listening to this spidey sense thing that's there for all of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I'll be interested to see if after this news report, um, but you know how social media is in the news cycle, it may be gone completely by yes. next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd be interested to see if any women decide to pick up something like jujitsu and and that kind of aftermath of just you know don't stop fighting you know and um that's just something and because that's something that i've told the girls that i teach i've told the guys too like guys come on you know come try it out you know i help teach sometimes you know just come on come on and uh they say oh well you know granted i live way away from where I teach so I get it but um you know and they've got 10,000 activities going on as juniors um but it's something where it's just the world is getting it seems crazier and crazier and and more and more violent and um young people teenagers but in in women specifically those vulnerable populations uh to violence need to have some kind of a backup or some kind of a contingency plan that you know if it hits the fan, you know, you can at least be harder to kill or harder to kidnap, it would seem. Totally. I really think that every single woman or teen on the planet should do at least six months of self-defense or jiu-jitsu training. Mm-hmm. And it's one reason why my kids are doing jiu-jitsu. If when they're, you know, 18-year-olds and off maybe doing college or traveling, like I know as a parent, I'll be like, okay, cool. They can defend themselves. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually teaching a self-defense um, little workshop uh, next week, which will be fun. And what's mm-hmm. so cool is this lady organized it as part of her birthday. It's one of the activities for a birthday party. So it's like the idea of learning this sort of stuff is, is growing and I've been asked more and more to teach this self-defense. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, gosh, uh, I encourage every woman to learn some self-defense. And in my Lethal Ladies, there is um, the a free self-defense course that anyone can access as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I have just had a wonderful talk, a time talking with you. I have too. Thank you, Sarah. It's an absolute pleasure. Yes. yes. And, I mean, I just loved picking your brain and just getting to know a little bit more about just your uh, amazing you know career in jujitsu and how you are navigating that role now as a business owner and hopefully one day getting that white Porsche you know we'll see <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, we'll see but yeah no no it's it's all work in progress but if what I'm doing in any way can a help women start jujitsu or self-defense and stick at it Mm-hmm. Uh, B, as they work their way up, become comfortable and confident in leadership roles and teaching. And then C, uh, speak their worth, mm-hmm. know their worth 
as a career woman in their workplace that they're in or even in jujitsu, then I've done my bit. <laughs> done my bit. <laughs> well, I, I am just um, hoping one day I can get out and do one of your uh, seminars. It just looks at uh, retreats. Uh, it looks like a wonderful time. Yes. So. Amazing. I don't know when the next one will be, um, but probably maybe September or something later in the year. My one that happened at the end of September last year got cut short. <laughs> we were right in the uh, eye of the storm, quite literally with Hurricane Ian yeah. <laughs> to evacuate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, storm didn't, uh, yeah, that's a good reason. I'm sorry, yeah. And I'm thinking, gosh, the the one week that I chose to put this retreat on, it was that week that the hurricane hit right in the area. Like, what? Anyway, it's live stuff. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. But well, thank you so much again for being on and um, have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much, Sarah. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Febreze is a proud partner of Can't Cancel Pride. However you choose to express yourself, Febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way. Have an amazing pride from Febreze. Zaza Music Festival, the most anticipated summer event, is coming to Bader Field in Atlantic City on July 15th and 16th. Lado, Da Baby, Remy Ma, Freeway, Beanie Siegel, Coyle Ray, Coco Jones, and more. Plus, the world premiere of the new Burner Boy Breakfast Metaverse series with more artists to be announced. Tickets are on sale now at ZazaFestivals.com. Get your tickets before they're gone. Visit ZazaFestivals.com for more info about the VIP experience and the full lineup. ZazaFestivals.com. Tom.